Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. Hi, welcome back. This time on the Penny Haslam podcast. Have you ever tried to feed a baby, take a pan off the stove, let the cat out under the telephone and pop an apple tart into the oven all at the same time? Try running a business as well. You know what I mean? So this week I thought I'm going to, I need a clear out. I'm a bit bored and I'm not very good at sitting still. So I looked at my bookshelf and went, you know, half of those I could just ditch, gift on, bring into someone else's life and they could enjoy them. So I started, you know, filleting the bookshelf contents and came across this one that I'm never going to throw out. If you ever had one of these, you'll remember the cover. It's the Brownie Guide Handbook. The Brownie Guide Handbook from the 1970s had... Can you hear that? A cover which had a kind of texture to it, like a linen or a hessian kind of feel, but in strong paper. Paperback version, obviously. Now, I was looking at this, and it is quite... Mm. It explains a lot, I think. It explains a lot about me and how I have lived my life and how perhaps that hasn't always been the best thing to do, Um, which is to think of others before yourself and always be prepared and, and, and be, do your best, basically, which is very tiring and doesn't always put you out in front. So let's explore that a bit. Um, The Brownie Guide motto is lend a hand, L-A-H, lend a hand. Now, the the pages 16 and 17 are quite in detail about how you can lend a hand. So it's basically a lot of women martyring themselves by, I say martyring, that's rude, being very busy. And um, it says the Brownie Guide motto, have you ever tried to feed a baby, take a pan off the stove, let the cat out under the telephone and pop an apple tart into the oven all at the same time? Maybe not. But ever so many mothers have tried to and they just haven't had enough hands. Try running a business as well. You know what I mean? Have you ever tried to write on a blackboard, work out a difficult sum, stop a paint pot from upsetting, catch a newt before it escapes and pull out someone's splinter all at the same time? No, you haven't. But many school teachers have. Mm. And they just haven't had enough hands. Have you ever tried carrying two shopping baskets, a handbag, find the right te- change, pick up a penny that you've dropped? keep your dog out of a fight blah blah you know of course the children they haven't done all of those things but the point here is many thousands of people this is what it says thousands of people every day need the help of an extra hand and that's why you're in existence brownie the brownie motto is lend a hand i've always lent a hand i've always been a very helpful person which is great isn't it it's really nice and especially good when you're seven or eight or nine or ten or whatever so there's all that oh and the brownie guide salute as well the sign of the salute is three fingers your main three fingers and your little one and your thumb clasping each other in front and weirdly a bit masons a bit masons you'd make the salute with your right hand 
and then do a handshake with your left hand. Mm, and that was exciting when you were seven or eight, that you don't actually shake hands with someone with a no- in a normal way in a right hand. You use your left hand because we're special. Um, so anyway, the, the main point of all of this is to say that it's great in kids to lend a hand, be prepared, do your best, blah. But I don't think in adult life, these tenets of life, pillars of foundations of how we should be, serve women very well in the workplace. And it can erode our confidence, I think, as well, um, trying to be a certain way that we've always known has worked when you're socialised and nurtured and brought up to think of others and tidy away and plan ahead and, you know, make sure you've always got what you need um, for everyone. Um, it doesn't really work like that. I'll give you a really good example. Um, when I went to work at the BBC to begin with, I was all lend a hand, be your best self, be prepared, la la la. And what happened was I had a great job where I was an assistant on a breakfast show and a radio breakfast show. And I would always ask, be asked to do this shift. And it basically required me to wake up at four in the morning get a taxi at 4 30 to into town into central london to arrive in the workplace at 5 a.m to then start a morning a whole six hours of running around printing scripts editing bits of audio taking coffees into presenters in the studio just doing everyone's bidding basically it was fantastic really good and i exhausted myself i literally literally I'm being serious exhausted myself through that activity of that early morning start and a really sort of high adrenalized bit of work I was new I was keen I was energized by it all and excited but at the same time didn't really know how to look after myself so I did all the things that the brownie guides told me to do but it backfired plus the two guys who had also got the same job as I had as an assistant, you know, the three of us, one assistant had to be on every program through the day. So there was the breakfast show assistant, there was the drive time assistant, and then there was the kind of daytime person. I always got asked to do the breakfast show because it was the most intense focused job and needed the best pair of hands on it. But I just thought, it was luck of the draw. And I'd see these guys loafing around for the rest of the day doing bugger all and hardly getting themselves exhausted. So a little lesson in there is to not prove to be the best at all times or don't, you know, don't overdo it. Just chill out a bit. And I tell you what, it pays off later in an attitude change that is required in the workplace. So getting your head down and doing your work Yeah, of course, really important, but not forever. So if you're slightly out of the assistant stage of having to prove yourself and you're into maybe a bit of leadership, maybe a bit of management, if you're always the person going to be doing the doing, then you're going to knock yourself out and you're not going to be any good to anyone else. So you've got to kind of take away the, the brownie guide thing about always doing your best, always being prepared, always being a good student, you know, because girls at school are brilliant. They do really, really well. My daughter at the moment is revising for her GCSEs. She is taking it so seriously. They're only a mocks. I'm like, you're a bit of a square, aren't you, darling? Do you know what I mean? Just chill out a bit. Nope. She's really into it. 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Filling her head with what, you know, she should know for her exams. Great. However, it's got to stop when you get a little bit further into your career. Another example for you. 
are really high up. I mean, we're talking just one below the boss of a massive tech firm, global tech firm. She was a very impressive lady. I'm slightly daunted by her, actually, but I do like her a lot. Um, I've worked with her a bit. And, you know, she said to me that her boss says, why don't you ring me more often? Why don't you just call for a chat? <gasps> call for a chat? What's that all about? Um, she said, I, I don't call you for a chat because that would be taking up your time. And I'm assuming you're an incredibly busy person. And besides, what would I chat about with you? You know, I've got nothing new to input. I see you at the weekly meetings or the debriefs or whatever they're called. And I share with you the latest. So why would I ring you for another, you know, conversation? I said, well, all the other leaders do. And all the other leaders happen to be men, by the way. But you're the only one who doesn't call. She was just dumbfounded. She said, why, would, why are they calling you? What are they, what are they chatting about? You were just shooting the breeze. But they check in. And she said, that's how they do it. That's how they do it. That's how men do it. It's an easier approach. It's less intense. It's less trying to prove yourself through the work. It's more building relationships and being relaxed in that you know people. And I see it in my own world. You know, I, I know that... Uh, speakers are really good at networking with each other. You know, the association I belong to is brilliant. But I, I kind of find it difficult myself. But I see the guys doing it in a way that's dead easy. Oh, yeah, Dave rang me the other day. Not so high-pitched, perhaps. <clears throat> yeah, Dave rang me the other day and we had a chat. I'm like, oh, right, okay. Where did Dave find the time to ring you for a chat? That's basically it, because I'm too busy lending a bloody hand. Women, just do a little less at work, Yeah. Just coast a little bit. Don't try and prove yourself so much. Copy what the blokes do because they seem to be having a nicer time. And organisations, well, I think you need to sweat it more, actually, for an employer. So, I mean, basically, I blame the brownies for all of it. <sighs> right. Dib, dib, dib. That's me done. I've got a salute raised and I'm offering you your hand to shake. I'll see you soon. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.